0: Welcome to Bonding, a kinky podcast hosted by me, Sarah Butcher, aka Sub in the City. I'm a BDSM coach, kink educator and proudly collared submissive with over a decade of experience on the BDSM scene. I'm on a mission to bring BDSM into the 21st century and empower curious kinksters like yourselves to consciously explore what BDSM means to you. In this podcast you'll hear me talk about all things kink so whether you're new to the scene or you're a long-standing member of the community welcome kinksters i'm looking forward to bonding with you hi sub in the city community welcome back to the podcast Before we dive into today's episode, I just wanted to give a huge shout out to those of you who have kindly shown me support this week, as I have been banned from Instagram. This is so frustrating, as this is the main platform where I share my content and I've worked hard over the past few years to build a really strong community of nearly 5,000 of you. Now Instagram tends to go after educators in the sexual wellness space, don't ask me why, but I've recently had my account deleted twice now in the past couple of days and while social media is not the be all and end all, it is a huge part of my business and my community. So if you have a spare five minutes, I'd really appreciate you reporting this ban as a mistake to Instagram and you can do this by going to your Instagram page, settings, help, report a problem then leave a message saying Sub in the City has been wrongfully suspended and that I provide educational content which is incredibly valuable to the community. Please reinstate this account. In the meantime, and if we can't get my original account reinstated, please, please, please go and follow my new account at Sub in the City underscore where I will start to rebuild my following and sharing my content for you again and of course you can also support me by downloading liking and sharing this podcast to help raise more awareness and make sure you're subscribed to my mailing list as this will now be my main form of contact with you all and where you'll be able to keep up to date with my latest content events and offerings I'll pop the link in the show notes so you can subscribe anyway let's get down to today's topic. Today I want to talk to you about two words that are frequently banded around in the BDSM world and they are SUB and SPACE. Subspace is something that many kinksters are curious about but it's something that is somewhat of a mythical creature in the BDSM world that gets talked about a lot but many people are unsure if they'd even be able to identify it should they experience it. And as with anything mythical, There are stories, there are legends, and everyone's interpretation is different. Some will tell tales of the dangers and damages of subspace, and others will rave about it like a magical potion that will make you invincible. But does it really meet all the hype? Now, I cannot claim to be an expert on this subject. All I can share is my own experience of it, stories of other people's experience of it and whatever information I myself have learnt from my own research and learning over the years. And this is why the concept of subspace is so elusive because while there is some science behind it it is a personal experience that is different for everyone. So the way I usually describe it is as a form of altered state by the submissive during an immersive and intense BDSM scene and can be likened to from what my own and other experiences suggest a natural high of sorts so for me i find it to be like a a transcendental meditative state um others an out-of-body experience or even a runner's high a kind of fuzzy floaty spacey vibe many accounts of subspace recall a kind of -of out-of-body trance-like experience which can break down the barriers of vulnerability pain thresholds and ego states, enabling the submissive to fully surrender mind, body and soul to their dominant. Sounds pretty woo-woo, right? You can certainly see that when you describe it like this, it sounds really intriguing, really exciting and really scary all at the same time. And so it's easy to see why so many who enter the world of BDSM see this subspace as a kind of goal that they need to reach in order to be promoted into some sort of elite tier of the BDSM world. But this really isn't the case. Subspace isn't a certificate of achievement that you need to get to prove your kinkiness, nor is it a sign of how good a submissive or dominant you are to be able to get there. And let me tell you now, It not that common and it doesn't happen to every submissive. And you know why? Because reaching any kind of altered state you experience some kind of loss of inhibitions, an ability to fully surrender and if we look at this altered state on a physiological level it is a sympathetic nervous system response that releases chemicals that can have a drug-like effect on our body. The release of things like epinephrine and endorphins are what give us that floaty feeling, make us experience a heightened sense of arousal and lower our pain threshold, which allows us to push our boundaries. But, as with any high, this has its risks too. A loss of inhibitions can cause us to not be aware of our hard limits, and a total loss of our pain receptors leaves us open to risk both physically and psychologically. Which is why a safe space is so important when embarking on entering subspace. Because without a safe space, an anchor, the risk comes when subspace crosses over into total dissociation. And dissociation is a stress response or a trauma response that happens in the body to block out pain and other danger. And dissociation is not the intended experience we are trying to have when we enter subspace although a very similar one for some people and the lines are very thin the main difference is having those core foundations of bdsm solidified between each person before entering a scene and that you're going to this place with intention because often when we dissociate we're not doing that voluntarily but subspace we go there with intention The core foundations being trust, communication and mutual respect of boundaries. So submissives will not be able to enter subspace if they do not trust their dominant, if they cannot communicate effectively with their dominant, and if either dominant or submissive do not respect each other's boundaries. For those of you who have experimented with other altered states or highs in your life, you know what I'm talking about you may have learnt how important it is to have a safe environment and safe people around you when embarking on that journey. Because in having those two things, it enables you to surrender to that journey you're wanting to take and enjoy it fully, what we'd refer to as a good trip, instead of resistance or doubt creeping in in an unsafe or unstable environment, which is what may cause us to have a bad trip. And the same goes for subspace. That is where it can cross the line into dissociation if we don't feel safe. And the other word that I feel is super important, which I have already mentioned, and it plays a role in all of the experiences you have in altered states and in BDSM in general, and that is intention. If you don't enter a scene with intention, the submissive may not be able to fully surrender, focus, or reground themselves. And that leaves them vulnerable to a bad trip or a bad experience. Not only does it not feel safe for the submissive, but for the dominant too. You know, intention requires a co-creation of a power exchange in which both can express their limits and desires clearly, and also the commitment to learning how to hold the other in a safe space. For example... A dominant should be vigilant during a scene of the submissive's verbal and nonverbal cues, particularly as they start to enter subspace. Everyone will respond differently to this, but it's important to look out for inconsistencies in behaviour in order to constantly assess the safety of the submissive as they enter subspace. Now, of course, if you've never been there before, how are you able to tell your dominant what verbal and nonverbal cues might indicate you're not okay? How are you able to describe what it looks like when you're entering subspace? And of course, we don't always know how we will respond, which is why at least having an agreement on the cues for showing you are okay is a starting point for delving into this journey. And through time, your dominant will begin to learn more about your bodily and verbal cues that tell them that you're leaning into that vulnerability and surrendering safely and having a good time. So, safe words, of course, but also get very clear on your limits around the particular activity you're about to engage in. And it's super important that as the submissive enters this altered state, the dominant absolutely does not bend those limits further than agreed. Unless they feel they're able to get a coherent answer from the submissive, you need to stick to what you know. It's really important also for dominants to remember that they should not feel pressured to push the limits of the submissive when asked if they don't feel comfortable with it. It works both ways and a submissive whose pain threshold has completely disappeared may be begging for you to hit them harder and harder and harder but if that doesn't feel comfortable for you trust your gut instinct it's not right pull back and debrief later. My top tip when you're pushing boundaries like this and you're trying to reach this altered state is to just take things super slow. And if anyone's ever been scuba diving, random analogy I know, but everything is super slow and because you cannot speak due to focusing on your breathing, everything else is communicated via hand gestures and body language and actually you can treat altered states in the same way. To reach subspace, you're essentially diving into the depths of your kinks to fully surrender to them, exploring things that may bring up certain feelings or emotions. But the important thing is that you're doing it with people in a place that you feel safe. And you trust them to bring you back to the surface when you are ready. So just like going to the bottom of the ocean, when you enter subspace, your breathing should be slow and focused. If your submissive starts hyperventilating or breathing becomes erratic, it could be a sign of distress. If your submissive zones out or becomes unresponsive to your check-ins, this could be dissociation. And in those moments where perhaps your submissive does start to cross the line from a good trip into a bad trip, it's important that you know how to bring them back calmly and safely. Because it can happen to anyone, you could talk about all the limits, all the safe words, all the expected cues, but then something could trigger you and send you on the wrong path, particularly when experimenting with a kink that could be quite emotionally or physically taxing, such as consensual non-consent. So you should prepare as much as possible, but also be prepared to need to come out of that space quickly and initiate aftercare, so make sure you've had that discussion on aftercare needs up front. And I don't want to say all of this like subspace is some kind of dangerous drug that you should be wary of because, in actual fact, the likelihood of getting to subspace without all of those discussions having taken place is slim anyway, because you either consciously or subconsciously won't feel safe enough to go there. And so the chances of you having a bad experience are also slim. But even just the unfamiliar feeling of entering into an altered state could trigger us to be like... What the fuck is happening? I don't like it. Abort. This is normal and it's our body's way of protecting us, which is why taking it slow is such an important part of the process. But that being said, subspace is so different for all of us. And while for some it might feel like letting go, for others it might feel like being incredibly present and grounded, a feeling of comfort and safety that allows you to be totally at one with your dominant in the scene you're in. So if you're expecting it to feel like you're tripping on ayahuasca, you may be placing too much hype on it. And if you're now thinking, but Sarah, I trust my partner dearly, yet I've never experienced subspace. Again, don't put too much pressure on it. If you're already questioning it and thinking like that, then that in itself is likely putting a block on it. Just like when we get in our heads about reaching orgasm, and then we never can. It's most of the time psychological. And not being able to go there doesn't mean that you don't trust your partner and it has no reflection on your dominant if you don't feel fully ready to surrender in that way. Because it is scary and particularly in a society where BDSM and kink is often made to feel wrong or shameful and dark and scary, these influences can have more of a subconscious impact on us than we really realise. Not to mention that BDSM and kink can totally redefine what intimacy means to us, as it's a relationship that is like no other. The bond you create with those in your kink space is one on a completely different level, and that can feel really intense to begin with. And so a great tip for subs who are perhaps feeling frustrated about not being able to surrender as fully as they'd like is to journal. Journal your thoughts before and after a scene and be curious about what comes up. Try to be as honest as possible with yourself and if there is anything that comes up that could be an indicator as to why you might not be feeling safe to let go, it could be a limiting belief, a past experience, an insecurity, share this with your dominant and work together to see how this could be nurtured and tended to, accept it and be patient with it. Another good question to ask yourself is what makes me feel safe and what do I want subspace to look like for me? Remember we are all the creators of our own BDSM experiences and so while some people may be having these out-of-body experiences during really intense scenes, some of us may simply want to cultivate a space of peace and comfort simply from being by our dominant side. Another great ritual to incorporate into your submissive practice is affirmations. Take those fears or limiting beliefs around your submission and create positive affirmations for them. These can be written down or repeated in your pre- and post-scene rituals to help with that process of surrendering. And just like orgasms, subspace is not the end goal in BDSM play or DS dynamics. You can have a satisfying, fulfilling scene without ever going there and it also does not determine the development of your dynamic either. It's something that may come or it may not. What is important is that you keep exploring and showing up with intention and presence with one another. What is subspace like for you? I'd love to hear it. Feel free to drop me a DM or send me an email to share your experiences. As always, thank you so much for listening and I'll catch you in the next episode. If you enjoyed this podcast, please share it with your friends and if you want to continue to consciously explore your kinks, be sure to check out my upcoming workshops and events at subinthecity.com forward slash events or book your one-to-one BDSM exploratory session with me today at subinthecity.com forward slash booking.